Welcome to Short Stories, a new Brisbane Writers Group podcast and community radio series produced in Brisbane, Australia, showcasing a selection of short stories written and read as an audiobook by a group of talented writers from this city. In this episode, we feature the literary work of Jeff Covey, a newcomer to humorous creative writing. Hi, my name is Jeff Covey. I'm an almost retired chemical engineer born in England, and I've been living in Australia since 1974. I've written over 150 published technical papers and numerous general interest articles for newsletters. I started creative writing five years ago and now write on a regular basis across several different genres. My main focus is on writing humorous short stories. This story is called The Rising Tide. Sort of humorous, but I'll let you decide for yourself where it really belongs. Look, Robert, it's happening! The salt water tingled at his legs as Robert tipped his copper head to see whatever it was that had excited his brother this time. What's happening, David? The global warning! What? The global warning! Don't you pay attention at school? The world weather changing and the ice caps melting and polar bears drowning and things like that. Do you mean global warming by any chance? Maybe. But it's all about the world weather changing and everything. Robert sighed. Nine-year-old brothers could be very trying, and their ignorance was beyond belief. However, he was quite fond of his little brother, and made allowance for the fact that two years ago he had been nine and been quite ignorant himself. Yes, I do know about that stuff, but what do you mean it's happening? I mean, we all know it's happening. They tell us at school and on television and everything. But why get so excited about it now? David grabbed at some seaweed. A small brown crab scurried away. Why was it walking sideways? Did crabs always do that? But for the more serious matter in hand, this would have excited the boys and they'd have followed its journey and perhaps even risked trying to catch it. It used to be here where this plant is, he insisted. My sandcastle. Look, there's that funny pink stone I put on the roof. It was here all right, but now it's gone. I still don't see what that's got to doing with global warming. I mean warming, replied Robert. He'd enjoyed this trip to the beach, but David's excitement and obscure comments were becoming a little tiresome. The sea was still a novelty, and Robert would really have liked to enjoy it without this bewildering conversation. A wave somewhat larger than its cousins glided past them, wetting above their knees and distracting them both from the issue of global warming for a few moments. Robert reflected on the novelty of the beach. He and David had been born in Perth. His last visit to the seaside had been just before the family moved to Kalgoorlie when he was about five and David three. He could remember a bit about it, but for David it was quite unfamiliar. Their father was an engineer, whatever that might be, with one of the big mining companies, He'd done his stint at Kalgoorlie, and the family had spent nearly six years living in that strange town, so far from the sea or any large body of natural water. Now, his father had been promoted and moved to an office job in Quinana. This sounded far less exciting to the boys, but the parents had been pleased about it. Father had gone ahead to get everything organised, and Robert had arrived at their new home in Rockingham with his mother, and David a couple of days ago. 
Yesterday evening, the whole family had come to the beach to swim, play and build sandcastles. Today, his mother had brought the boys back for another play while their father returned to work. David continued his case. Look, the global warming has melted the ice caps and the sea has risen. I mean, all that extra water has to go somewhere. Yes, said Robert uncommittedly. Well, I bought my sandcastle right here yesterday, up on the sand, safe from the sea. And in the night, the sea has risen and it's covered up my sandcastle and washed it away. All that's left of it is that funny pink stone. It's just like they said on TV. The sea will rise and wash away all the houses near the coast. It started with my sandcastle. But that's just the tide coming in. It does it every day. There you are. It comes in every day. Just like I said, the sea is rising. No, 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 complained Robert. It comes in every day, but then it goes out again and comes in the next day. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, sneered David. Why would it do that? It's got something to do with the moon, replied Robert, who was not too sure himself. Well, I can't see the moon. Anyway, it's daytime. And how could the moon make the sea go up and down? No, it's got to be global warning. Um, it's something to do with gravity and the moon pulling at the sea, said Robert miserably. He really wished he'd paid more attention in class when the tides were explained. But tides weren't very exciting. It'd be much more interesting to watch the men painting the fence outside the classroom window. That's even sillier, said David, with a scornful tone that only younger brothers can manage. Gravity pulls things down, not up. When you pour water on the path, it goes downhill, not uphill, even if the moon is shining. Robert looked around helplessly. They were under this wooden bridge thing. There were interesting reflections and shadows. The breeze was making little ripples on the water. Around the posts of the bridge, there were fascinating little swirls that would be good to float something in and see what happened to it. There were snails or shellfish or something. Mussels, that was what Daddy said they were called, growing in with the weeds around the posts. So many things to look at, so much to explore. If only he could distract David from his obsession. It was a long time since he'd been to the beach. He thought he remembered that the edge of the sea was sometimes near where they walked, onto the beach and sometimes further away. That was a long time ago. He thought that the teacher had said that tides were due to the moon pulling on the sea, but he hadn't been paying much attention. And now we thought about it, it didn't seem to make much sense. Suppose that he remembered it wrong. Suppose David was right. Being corrected by his younger brother was an awful thought. He made one more try. I didn't say it needed the moon shining. I said it's got something to doing with the moon. That's what the teacher said anyway. If you don't agree, argue with her. David grunted. Anyway, continued Robert, it's not meant to happen just like that. It's a gradual thing. It's going to be several years before the, all the houses are washed away. Well, it is a gradual thing, isn't it? It's not like it's happening in one day. Yesterday, the sea was down by that post there. David pointed vaguely a couple of arches away. Today, it's come up enough to wash down my sandcastle. It'll be weeks before it gets to the edge of the beach and probably a whole year before it knocks down some of the houses. Robert was beginning to feel a bit uneasy. He was sure David was wrong he could not convince him of it, and he had to admit to himself, never to David, that his explanations were not as convincing as he had thought when he started.
what to do. Just then, his mother's voice called out to them. David, Robert, would you like some ice cream? Robert was beginning to feel a bit uneasy. He was sure that David was wrong, but he could not convince him of it. And he had to admit to himself, never to David, that his explanations were not as convincing as he'd thought when he started. What to do? Just then, his mother's voice called out to them. David, Robert, would you like some ice cream? David forgot about the sandcastle and sea level rise and started to run towards the beach, kicking up feathers of spray as he went and thoroughly wetting his shirt. Robert started a couple of seconds later and ran a little more sedately, as befits an older brother. As he reached the edge of the water, he noticed that it was further from his mother than it had been when they entered the water, and there was a broad strip of very wet sand between the water's edge and the dry land. With relief, he realised that the tide was going out again. You have been listening to a selection of short stories written and read by Jeff Covey. I hope you enjoyed listening to this new podcast called Short Stories from a group of talented Brisbane writers. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a story or the next episode. Search for more short stories on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more information on our writers, head to our website, brisbanewritersgrouppodcast.com.au and click on the Writers Contact page. Short Stories from the Brisbane Writers Group Podcast is a Brisbane Podcasting Centre production supported by Brisbane City Council, the Queensland Government and the Community Radio Network. Thanks for listening.